Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. So today is Friday, happy Friday, and we're heading in front of a, we're in front of a a holiday weekend. And so this is just keep in mind as a tip for a holiday weekend, keep in mind that holidays, days off, the kids are on spring break. These are the kind of times where you could spend more money than you anticipate. So ahead of this, a type of weekend like this, you should do a budget. You should have your budget, just kind of review your budget. So you know what you're going to, um, what you're going to spend, you've allocated the money accordingly and you stick to that budget. This is a good time to even if you are, if you have to just kind of take the cash you want to spend out, put it in the envelopes designated for what it is so you can limit yourself and maybe leave the credit card home. Just consider that on, on weekends like this. For me, it's a special weekend for me. It's the holiday. It's my sister's birthday. And so we're going to be doing a lot of things. And so in order to stay on target with the money that I want to spend for the weekend, I'm going to just allocate and use a certain card that has a certain amount of money in, in that account. And I'm going to leave the others home so that I don't overspend. So it's little things like that that you can do to help you get through a holiday weekend like this. And again, for those of you who have children with the kids on spring break, you know, the, the money that you're not used to spending with them, you know, they're not home all day. They're not there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're not there for every every whim they have so that they're home. Just consider that there could be a couple of extra expenses along with the money that could come when you're trying to entertain them. So maybe an extra trip to Dave and Buster's that you hadn't planned. It could be an extra trip to the movies just to occupy their time. A few extra walks to the store, you know, for things. So just keep that in mind as you're going into a week like this and a weekend and a week like this um, for the fact that you may just spend a little more money than you have planned. So just keep that in mind. Uh, so what I wanted to um, kind of go back to uh, again um, is a fundamental of financial emancipation, which is savings. And I will always continue to reiterate the importance of, of savings because to me, it is one of the most important things as it relates to your financial emancipation. For me, there are four. There's your budget, there's savings, retirement, and credit. Those for me are the four things that you need to be focused on repairing, fixing, getting in line, and making sure that it are straight. Those are the four things for me that be that are like foundation. And I talk a lot about foundation because as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, there's a, the, the foundation has to be strong. When the foundation is strong, you're able to t- withstand some hits, some punches, some unexpected things. And that's what you want because life is unexpected. Things will occur and you want to be able to withstand that and not have it drive you into financial ruin. So if you build up a good base credit and your credit is there and available, if you build up a good savings so that an emergency fund, a savings, ways in which you can tap into if something unexpected comes, if you build a, a strong contribution to your retirement, it's, it's there to help you when you re, when you need to retire and you have that money there. If you have a strong budget, it helps you to be very focused and in line and reminds you and is a tool to remind you of where your spending should be, where you're overspending and help you adjust accordingly. So there are those things that um, kind of kind of just our foundation, our foundation items things that you need to focus on as you walk in towards your financial emancipation. And so today I just want to focus on on savings again, because the thing about savings is that when you do save money, 
There are times when you have a savings goal and there are times when you're just saving money as part of your ritual, as part of what you do. And I had come up with a savings goal for myself and decided that I wanted to have, you know, just cash in the bank that was not allocated to any one particular thing. I just wanted to have cash in the bank. And part of that cash in the bank was an emergency fund in the event that, and for me, the biggest event in my mind is like, if you lose your job, will you be able to pay your bills for the next couple of months? And so I was very keen on that because I'm saying, you know, anything is possible in this world. And I don't want to be um, stuck in that way. The other part of that for me was that I also would like to move towards entrepreneurship in a way in which I am not working a traditional job. In order to do that, though, you need a lot of, for me, I need a lot of money saved because I need to be able to have a cushion in order to take a leap like that. That's personality based. And also just for me financially, and I need to know that if I, I can't do anything if I'm worried about my finances. I can't be the entrepreneur that I would want to be if I'm worried about my finances. So I needed to make sure that I could save up enough money so that I could give myself some sort of cushion for an, an amount of time. But savings is something that I do automatically. And I save from, I save to three different accounts at once. And the importance of this is that one of my savings deductions comes straight out of my paycheck. I never see it. And the reason that that is critical and important and why I suggest that people do things like that is because when you don't have the money in in your hand and then you have to make the change to saving, you are, it becomes a point where you're living off of the remainder. So just like if you, you, if you were forced to give the government your taxes, every paycheck, Many of us would be sitting in jail for tax evasion, right? The reason to set up the way it is that they take the money. So before it even gets in your hand, they take it. So now you've learned to live off of the net, not your gross. So you earn more in your gross, but once all the other things, you know, your health insurance, all of those contributions, your retirement, you've learned to live off of your net. And so the net is what is important. So if you can include a, a deduction for your savings into your into your deductions, then the difference between your gross and your net, you will learn to live off of the net income that you have. And that's important. So saving in that way is a way in which you will be able to move forward with savings without feeling the pinch of it. So in the beginning, yes, you'll say, okay, I used to bring home $1,500. Now I only bring home, you know, 1300. But then you'll just start to live with 1300. And that's all it is. And you'll begin to live within that means and that's it. And you won't, after a while, you won't even think about it. You won't even think about where is that extra $300 because it's nowhere. It's, it's, it's off where it should be in your savings. And things like that, sometimes for people who are having trouble with saving because of the fact of the action of it. Because for most people, if you see your money and you feel like you need your money, you're going to take your money. So it's probably helpful to have it so that you do not, so that money is taken away when you get paid and off to where it belongs. Now, you should always have access to your savings. This is why I reiterate to people that a when you do money markets, when you do um, CDs, when you do um, your when people utilize their retirement as savings, those things are not savings because there's a penalty for you to get to your money. They are in different ways in which you can save money, but that is not the savings that I'm talking about when I talk about savings. I want you to have a cash savings account at a bank for which has a teller and an ATM. I don't suggest you have the ATM card. I suggest that you have to go to the teller. But I, be, I want you to be able to go someplace and get your money. That is the important part. 
So understanding that you need cash, you need something where there's no penalty, where you can just walk in and say, I'm in an emergency and I need to get my money. Now, some people will say that's too accessible. If that's available to me, I'm going to do X or I'm going to do Y. No, we're going to utilize self-control. And we're going to utilize the thing that is what is important, which is our financial future. So you're not going to just walk into the bank every other week and take money from there. You're not going to do bank transfers. And again, this is why I suggest to people that they do not have the savings account at the same bank that they bank in their normal banking. So if you bank at Chase, your savings account should be at TD. Or your savings account could be a Bank of America. You don't want your savings account to be the same place that you do your general banking because it's very easy. You're always in that bank. You have an ATM for that bank. You're always there. And it, it, it just takes away from the, um, it takes, it makes it easier for you to just kind of switch and do transfers over, transfer money from here to there. That makes it very much easier. And when you're constantly doing that, you're not really going to get to any savings goals. So keep in mind that savings is always going to be a topic of conversation as we relate to financial emancipation. It's always going to be something we're going to continue to, to discuss and talk about. And I, what I want everyone to understand about savings is that it is a critical requirement of financial emancipation. You cannot get financially free if you are not willing to make savings a high priority and become committed to savings. Savings is paying yourself first for the work that you're doing. It is something that you should, there is never a financial situation you are in for which you should not be saving. Savings is critical and is important and savings will save you. And so I just wanted to reiterate that point today because we we talk, you know, we're down with the first quarter of 2018. You know, this is a point in period of time to assess where you are financially. Look at your cash savings. And, you, and if it's not up to par, make some adjustments. Make some adjustments because like I said, most adults, you should be saving 3%. And, you know, if you're in a good position, you should be saving 3%. At a minimum, you should be saving 1%, but 3% is something where you can, you, sh you should be saving so that you can build up a cash savings so that when things come up, you're able to address them and deal with them. Unexpected things, you know, even at this point now, it's the holiday weekend and you need to do some things. You have a place where you can go so that your bills are not going to be affected, but that you have a, a stash of cash that you can go to for things when they come up and deal with them. So understand the importance of savings, know that it's critically important and focus, focus on savings because savings will save you. So if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation and follow me on Facebook and please join the Facebook group. The Facebook group is where the it's at Financial Emancipation and the Facebook group is where we're going to be discussing the 30 day um, no shopping challenge, which starts this Sunday, April 1st. The 30 day no shopping challenge is a is a challenge of going for 30 days the entire month of April without doing any mindless, impulsive, or just a kind of unplanned shopping, shopping that is not essential. So there'll be no Amazon Prime for a new picture frame or a new lamp. And these are things that we're going to focus on. And the point of this challenge is so that you can understand your financial impulse, your shopping impulses, and your shopping habits. So you will, it's easy to identify those things when you are saying to yourself, you're not going to do it. 
So then you identify what what drives you, what triggers you. When do you when are you tempted to just mindlessly shop? Or is it when you're bored? Is it late at night? Is it when you can't sleep? Is it when you're at work and you're not focused? When is it that you're that you're thinking about just mindlessly shopping? So you want to identify those things because going forward, those are the ways you'll change those habits once you can identify them. We'll also see what does it do on your bank account and your credit card statement when you're not shopping for 30 days. And what does it really mean at the end, right? What didn't you really have? What did you truly miss out on by challenging yourself this way? I know it sounds difficult, but that's why we call it a challenge. So join me for the 30 day uh, no shopping challenge. I'm going to create a post in the Facebook group for all those who are interested and we'll keep each other accountable in the group and, and it'll be it'll be great. It'll be good ways to have conversation and dialogue and just have some people who are supporting you through this journey. So if you haven't done so, go into fate, go into Facebook. The Facebook page is Financial Emancipation is the group. Join the group. And, and there's where we'll be doing the accountability on the um, 30 day no shopping challenge. So I hope you'll join me for that. Thank you so much for listening today and this week. And I hope you'll be back next week as we continue to discuss the ways in which you walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.